It's gonna be a long weekend. Another one just like the last. Hello, and welcome to Just the Beer Talking, a New Brunswick craft beer appreciation podcast. I'm your host, Sean Corey. It's gonna be a long weekend, another one just like the last. Yeah, it's gonna be a long weekend, trying to get rid of my Oh, sorry, that was me. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Continue, continue. Yeah, yeah, don't let us hold you back, Michael. Uh, all right, welcome to the show. Uh, this uh, this episode, we have uh, three craft beer lovers here, uh, including me. So <laughs> uh, we have three total. We have uh, Jonathan Logan, and we've got Michael Head, and I'm Sean Corey. So today, uh, I got to choose the beer, and the beer that I chose is a beer that I really love, and it's from Trailway in Fredericton, and it's called Hugh John Hops, or as Michael says, Who John Hops, and who am I to correct you, Michael? It's the, uh, just depends on which syllable you put your emphasis on. So... The way this works is whoever chose the beer uh, has the task of giving a little introduction. So I'm very happy to do that. And um, I'll tell you, Hugh John Hops was, for me personally, was an important uh, beer. Um, it uh, honestly, it brought me back to beer. Now, that's kind of an awful thing for a guy who's hosting a beer podcast to say, but I think there came a time in the, I'm going to say, I don't know, the early 2010s. Is that how you say that? Sometime <laughs> after 2010. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I just, I mean, I had been drinking beer my whole life. Um, like we all probably have. And uh, I, I don't know. I just had gotten a little tired of it. I was looking for other options. I was getting really into whiskey and scotch and I don't know, beer lost me a little bit. And um, Trailway, Huge on Hops was so different. It was just completely different. It was so um, juicy and citrusy and had so much aroma and flavor. And I honestly, I, I, I didn't even know beer could really be like that. And it's funny because today when I was reading, um, doing a little research for the podcast, I was reading that book, East Coast Crafted, which is a terrific book, by the way. And they have a section on Trailway. And one of the founders of Trailway 
uh, talked about that because Trailway, like a lot of these breweries, started as a, um, you know, a couple of guys, in this case, two guys brewing beer for their own enjoyment in their basement and, you know, sitting around brewing the beer, drinking the beer, and then they sort of said, well, wouldn't it be great if we could share this with other people, you know? And uh, so they did. They actually, how they started is they they um, started by just distributing some of their beer to some of the local pubs so they could have it on tap. And um, so they started making this style of beer uh, known as New England style IPA. Now, there's a little bit of debate about whether it's an actual style of beer or not. And I don't think we're probably not going to get into that today. Um, but uh, they, when they brewed it, um, I actually have a quote from the book. One of the founders said, I didn't know beer could taste like that. And boy, do I relate to that. Because for me, too, the juiciness of it and the citrusy aspect of it was a revelation and it kind of woke me up to loving beer again and you know honestly for that i'll be forever grateful to trailway and i've had the chance to tell them <laughs> this and uh and i'll tell anybody who listens because hugh john hops in particular really brought me around brought me back to beer and uh now hugh john hops is trailway's flagship beer um, and, but that style of beer, New England IPAs, New England style IPAs, I was surprised today when I was doing some research for the podcast to learn that it's really recent. Now, probably folks know that IPAs are, are quite old going back to England in the 19th century and maybe older, I don't know, but this New England style is, I mean, maybe 14 years old, maybe, and didn't even really take hold at all until 2015, if you can believe it. And uh, the first place that really got into it was Vermont. And so this is why they call it the New England style IPA. So in Vermont, in 2015, some people were making this style of beer and and the style, so if, if folks know about IPAs, they'll know that they're really uh, bitter and flavorful. So these New England style IPAs are unfiltered and have relatively low bitterness for the style. Even though people drinking huge on hops probably think, oh man, it's so bitter. But compared to other IPAs, it's it's really not. And the part of the reason for that is is something called I just learned it today. Something called dry hopping, and all that really means is that the hops are added very late in the process, in the brewing process. And what you end up with is an IPA where the bitter flavors are there, but they're buried in the mix a little bit, unlike other IPAs. And the look of it, if you look at a 
glass of huge on hops. It looks kind of like orange juice, I think. And um, it's so aromatic. The aromatics are like really ripe fruits, like almost like overripe fruits. Um, it's so aromatic. The smell of it is incredible. And it's also all about the hop flavors and the hop aromas, the fruit juice aromas. And I'm no expert on hops and I don't, I, you guys probably aren't either, but there's something about the combination of the, the hops and the, the, the yeasts, the types of yeast that they choose as well can lend a citrusy flavor and aroma. And it all comes together in this hazy IPA, this New England style IPA, this cloudy, murky, dank <laughs> beer. And, you know, well, you know, and I, I like I've heard I've heard that adjective used a lot. And I've seen it printed on the beer today. Thing. Well, one of the things I read today was that someone someone said, you know, we actually wanted it to smell like marijuana as well. And it has that kind of dank element to it. But when, when you're talking about dank in terms of beer, what it refers to is a very hoppy, cloudy IPA with high alcohol content and flavors with a very funky taste. So anyone who's drank any amount of Trailway knows that sometimes the aromas and the flavors are so intense, it is kind of funky mm. and cloudy and hazy. And dank. And dank. And, and, and it actually created, so even though this style began on the East Coast, it spread very quickly. It became popular really fast and went from East to West. They call it the haze craze. And there was a lot of resistance. I didn't realize this. There was a lot of resistance to the style. You know, people saying, well, this isn't any different than American style IPAs or, or this isn't a real IPA or whatever. But people loved it. Mm. People loved it because of the citrus and the juiciness and the flavors and the aromas. And so it just caught on. And so people just had to be like, well, you know, okay, it's a style. And uh, it, it just it just caught on. And, and, and that's what drew my attention because it, it kind of tastes just as much like juice, like hop mm. juice as it does beer. So it was like a, it was like a new sensation, a new variety. And it really uh, reignited my passion in beer. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. And actually I, I would say it's my favorite. I mean, I, there are many, many New Brunswick craft beers that I love. But if I had to pick one, which I know we don't, but if I did, I, I think I would pick this one. Mm -hmm. And I can see why it may not be everybody's cup of tea because it's very bold. But for me, it's su such a refreshing alternative and such a change that I find it very exciting. And I, I just love the beer. I think it's my favorite New Brunswick oh. craft beer. So. Full stop. I'm going to open one. Full stop. Okay, let's open one. Now, Jonathan, get nice and close to your mic because you, you, you faded well, out. No again. wonder I had the beer right in front of my mouth. 
Well, there you go. Okay, so let's let's open it up and see what we got. I wish you. This is only our second episode, right? And I I can tell you from editing the first episode and listening to it that uh, you can hear the beer the the beer I, opening. Yeah, yeah. 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 Really cool. Pretty. I'll have to remember that for the next episode. I seem to do it at the most inopportune times. <laughs> well, I just think you were very enthusiastic. I, I, I yes. weren't always willing Sander, to wait. It's, it's, it's just too Sorry, bad Jonathan, that go ahead. we don't have another sense with this uh, microphone that you could smell it or, or see it. Like you said, it just looks like a flavorable orange juice with a perfect head because I poured it into a... Uh, frosted mug it, it actually looks almost as good as it tastes isn't it beautiful i love the color it is a beautiful like like a, you you uh you kind of compared it to like orange juice like uh we uh every once in a while you know we uh juice grapefruits and i find it's very like almost identical to grapefruit juice like it's that you know that really nice kind of pale, yeah, hazy. Like hazy yeah. is a great word for it. Um, and you mentioned earlier, you talked. We talked a little bit about the word dank, and I remember. I think Sean, we were joking about it once that, like, we saw dank was. Uh, I forget what the craft beer was, but it was. Uh, it was a descriptor for the beer, and I thought, well, dank. Hmm. Like you know, they obviously. It's, they don't have a marketing department, right? <laughs> like, like a craft beer, mm. I'm thinking. Like, that doesn't draw me to it. But, you know, now, like, when you kind of explain sort of the, you know, the the description re with respect to beer, yeah, it makes total sense. Like, you know, I really think Trailway, if, if you're listening, or, or I'm sure you will be sometime because, you know, we're going to crash the internet with this. But <laughs> I think a simple Trailway shirt with the word dank across the front would be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be great. And a, yeah, I would buy and that. A, I'll buy and a picture underneath, a picture of the beer with the you know in a mug or a glass that shows the color and, and the distinct um... I was kind of thinking a picture of us, maybe. Well you have to have, have to have it all the way around. You've seen t shirts like that with people on it, you know, like like the old rock shirts, you know, us Yeah, I think back. that'd be great on the back. Dank. Well, if we're going to do that, I'm going to have to get a haircut. Yeah, it's all right. So yeah. Hmm. <laughs> the hat could say dank on it. That would be even cooler. That would be. Well, we do know a really good barber. Uh, that's Jordan Grant, who pro who will join Unfortunately, us on not a future episode. Exactly. Um, the, what, what do you guys think? Like, what do you, what do you think about, like, I, 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 so I've been to Trailway many times and it's a great place to sit and have a beer and they're so, they're so nice. They're such great people there and they have a really nice space on main street in Fredericton. And, um, uh, but you know, I have friends who are really, really enthusiastic about Trailway, and then I have friends who are, you know, they 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 like it, but they just have a hard time 
like the flavors are very bold for them and they're having a hard time getting accustomed to it. So what do you, what do you think about the smell now that we've cracked it open and, uh, you know, the smell, the aroma, I think you described it perfectly. And, uh, the flavor. I think you described it perfectly, John, that it's so aromatic and it has citrus tones all over it, whether it be uh, ripe citrus orange, ripe citrus grapefruit or lemon, even, even that. Uh, Undertone of lemon, not an overtone. The overtone for me is grapefruit, as Mike said. Do you, and you know, yeah, it, very, it's very tropical, eh? Like, uh, like a, not only citrus, but um, I, I mean, who knows what kind of fruit type flavors are in there? And it doesn't always mean that the fruit is in there. I mean, this is coming from the hops and the yeast yeah. and. But, you know, you got mango and papaya and pineapple and all these. And, and they have so many. If you go in there to Trailway, they have so many varieties, um, variations on this theme. Um, I, I just love that tropical aspect of it. It's kind of like the, it's almost like the polar opposite of the beer we talked about last time, right? Grim Ross's Tamavi Pivo, which we all love as well. I but where that's really malty, this is really hoppy and juicy. I think it's almost the opposite, yeah. don't you think? I think it's like very hop forward. Like I, I think it'd be kind of neat if, you know, you kind of looked at per unit how much hops is in a can of Hujan versus a can of, you know, Pivo. Like, like I, it is very hoppy and I think it is like – you know, hops are, are a fruit, right? Like they're a flower, you know? And, uh, and I mean that, that in the, in the, in the relationship between the yeast that's acting on the hops, like, I mean, it's, uh, that's where you get those fruity flavors from, I think. And, uh, anyway, no, it's, it's, it's yummy. Like it is, yeah. I, I, I'm one of your friends, Sean, that was like, yeah, like if we kind of think back a little way, like when we went to, October 20th, like 2019, I guess it was. We we did a little bit of a tour. Jonathan, we were along as well. And, and, yeah, and our I first stop was Trailway. And that, because it was, yeah. And I think that was the first time I had uh, this beer. And, and I was like, you know, I was kind of mixed, you know. And, but Sean, you know, if, if Trailway ever hires anyone to market stuff, like, just listening to you the last five minutes makes me want to run down and buy some more cans of this. But like, like <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. I'm not going to say I don't like it um, at all. Like it, it is good, but uh, I think it's almost a beer you have to like, like some beers you open and you drink. And this is a beer for me personally that I open. And you know what, if I take the time and smell the roses, so to speak, it does enhance the, 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 the flavor, like for sure. And uh, I do like the juiciness. And that's another sort of new beer term. I think they're trying to say that Hugh John Hops is an acquired taste. Some people, like you said, maybe, John, you hadn't had beer taste is good for you and that you maybe had an instant nice flavorful taste and you jump to it right away and i think it's like whiskeys or scotches or anything else they are some of them are acquired taste you're not always immediately uh, drawn to the flavor or the taste the first time you 
have it, whether it's a small amount or, or more. Uh, but even some scotches are acquired taste because of the so many flavors. So some flavors may be quick favorites or, or at least in the top list or whatever. And I think the same thing with this beer. In my earlier life, when I, the beer, the beers that I used to be most enthusiastic about, I mean, I was always a fan of the multi beers. So I would always grab a can of Newcastle brown ale or, you know, and I was really into stouts and, um, and I still am. But I think, you know, after years of drinking that, I don't know, I just had become fatigued by the flavors, maybe. I was just a little bit tired of it. And this really brought me back around. I was like, wow, this is really refreshing, you know, and uh, smells great, looks great. Um so I was I was pretty excited about it, and I I still am. Um, speaking of uh, marketing for Trailway, one of the things I really like uh, I, I I love their labels. And if you go into the brewery, and you guys maybe remember this, but um, they have essentially art prints made up of all the the labels the, um, of all the beers that they've brewed and they have them on the walls there and it's really beautiful. And I asked them about it and it turns out it's, it's one of their, one of the guys who founded the brewery. It's, um, it's their uh, mother that makes all the labels and does all the paintings that's another thing about Trailway is that they they have produced, I mean, they're very ambitious. It's funny, when you read about them in East Coast Crafted, they describe themselves as being very conservative, that they built up their business slowly and that they were, you know, they just did one step at a time. But the truth is, I think they're very bold and ambitious because they talk about variations on a theme it just seems like all the time trailway is coming out with something new and living here in st andrews i know a lot of us were always very excited when a new trailway beer came in that we had never tried mm -hmm. like oh my god i've got to try that yeah. and uh like i i just i'd love that how they're so creative with their recipes I, yeah. I, agree. Like, I should work for them. I, I, in, in, in my retirement, I'll apply for a job there. Well, just keep training, Sean. I think you're, you're, you're working hard, you know, like I, I am, you're, you're, you know, consuming product and you're getting a really good feel for the business. I think <laughs> what, one thing when you, what I thought you were going to say when you're talking about them, you know, starting off, you know, like, like talking about a conservative build of the, of the brand. I thought you were going to talk about, the bowling alley. Oh, <laughs> because like, okay, like, that okay. is incredible. Like, like that is, yeah. uh, in my opinion, like Fredericton's best. Maybe I don't even know if it's a secret, but like for people who don't live in Fredericton, it's their best kept secret. And I don't know where where things stand now with COVID and everything. Probably not good, but but you know when things are when days are brighter, like that that place is 
beautiful. And Sean, you, you kind of, as a North Sider growing up in Fireton, you probably have a pretty good backstory on that. Yeah, the, the that's another big attraction for me um, with Trailway is that I did. I grew up on the north side of Fredericton. I grew up in, in Nashwaxis, which is where Trailway is located. And uh, so for me, it feels kind of like a hometown brewery. And so I'm old enough that I can remember growing up in Nashwaxis when it was a much different place than it is now. And Main Street, where Trailway is located, was a much different place. Um, and I mean, it was nothing like it is today. There was virtually nothing there. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm just going by my memory, but I would say, I mean, I can remember walking down Main Street with my friend Troy and we were just kids and there would be, I remember there was, there was a KFC. There was a little uh, store, like a convenience store that sell, uh, sold comic books called... Uh, it's still there. Puff. Isn't it still there? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so, but it was there for a long time. Uh, and there was a tavern yeah. called Red Lantern. The Red Lantern. That's still there. Yeah, check yeah. It the door. Yeah, that's still there, which is a place where you can, where you can kind of go and get like a steak and or liver and onions and a beer and that sort of thing. I think I had gone in there. I think my dad, he used to play basketball, and I'm pretty, and I used to tag along sometimes. I'm pretty sure him and his friends after basketball used to go to the Red Lantern. And I would sort of blend in with the crowd. (laughs) I, I, I don't remember that much about that place except that it, you know, it it was just a classic tavern, right? Like dark, very dank, kind of dank. Yeah, (laughs) probably still is. Nothing against no, the Red it's Lantern, great. I've been by there the way. before. I mean, let's. Uh, and I kind of remember it being you know? in the basement of a strip mall, but yes, it is. I'm not Underneath. sure. Jonathan, I think you were. Jonathan, mm-hmm. I think you were along for the for that ride. Yeah, no question. That was. Uh, it's it's in the basement. It's kind of underneath. I'm not sure what the store is. I want to say like a kind of a strip mall sort of thing, and it's kind of in the basement. Yep. That's right. There was a grocery store there. There was a shopper's drug mart. I worked there as a cashier for a while. Um, yeah, I, I, anyway, we used to go to the pick and puff, Troy and I, to, to buy comics. And, uh, but the other place we used to go on Main Street was the Bolodrome. And that was a bowling alley on Main Street. It was, and, and again, it was one of the only things on Main Street. I mean, it's so hard to imagine now because Main Street is so packed full of businesses. But at that time, it really was like the Pick and Puff, the KFC, and the Bolodrome. And we used to walk down to the Bolodrome and, 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 and spend the afternoon bowling. I remember doing that a lot in the summer. And the Bolodrome... <laughs> was like a, you know, an old school um, 
bowling alley. Uh, you know, it was the type of place that had like a, a, a bottle of pickled eggs on the counter. And, uh, you know, we loved going there and it meant a lot to, to us and to me and, and, uh, you know, spent a lot of time there. And so you can imagine my excitement when, so you have this brewery, this wonderful craft brewery that established itself on main street, which I feel is like just down the road from where I grew up. And then on, and, and their beer is fantastic. And it really turns me back on to beer in general. And then on top of that, they go ahead and buy the Bolodrome, which is virtually across the street and rebrand it as the Drome. And it's still a bowling alley plus a trailway brewery. So I just couldn't be more excited, to be honest, about it. And and I'm with you, Michael. I love it. I I, I love the Drome. And yeah, I the last it. time we were there, like, obviously, it was before the pandemic. And I tell you, like, it doesn't, like, it certainly has, like, a community feel. Like, you know, there, there there's a, a bowling league. And, uh, you know, like, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. It kind of does bring you back to, like, I mean, I didn't grow up in the north side of Fredericton, but I, I think every town in Canada, if it was big enough, population-wise, had a bowling alley, and it just had that great feel, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for them, you know? And 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 I, I, I wish them nothing but the best. And they're just such nice people, and they're so accessible. If you go in there, and the the guys who founded the thing, if they're there, they'll talk to you about the process. They'll talk to you about the hops and they'll take you through it. Really nice chaps. And I also want to say their parents, I, I, I can't remember their names because on account of COVID, I haven't been there in a while. And, but whichever parents they are, there's these two folks and one of the, the mom makes the labels and the, you know, the art around it. And the dad is the nicest fellow. And I've had quite a few wonderful conversations with him. And and they're very grateful for people's support of the brewery. And I don't know, it just feels like a home hometown brewery to me. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited for them and I wish them nothing but the best. And on top of everything- Yeah, I think they check all think the boxes. I think terrific. it's a, to me- it's a family-owned and operated business with family overtones. Like it's all about family, whether that's a community family or that's a family business or just a family outlook. They're happy to have people in to the to the establishment, the brewery. That, like you say, they're all, always open to talk to you. I'll never forget how cordial they were when we came. Five or six or eight of us arrived there on a tour and we told them what we were doing. Well, it was like they invited us into their own home to talk about the beer. Yeah, me too. I love the juicy aspect of it. And uh, it, it just cuts through, you know, it kind of, it, it just, it just cuts through and it, and it smells so good. Yeah. It does have a really nice scent. It's, uh, you know, how can you not support them really? <laughs> like, it's it, it is a success story, 
in uh, in Fredericton and really New Brunswick as well. And uh, like, yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, and it's like one thing that I kind of remember going there last time I was there is they have this beer that they brewed. Is it called Candlestick? Help me out there, Sean. I say it wrong every time, and you fix it. Uh, yes, I candle yep, king, no, candlestick. Anyway, yeah. kind of with reference I, I to think the it's, bowling pin. I think it's, I think it's can- candle pin. <laughs> Would it be candle pin? Yeah, I could picture it. Candle thank pin. you, Jesus. Can- thank you, thank you. Kingpin. Or I think pin? you're right. Candle. Anyway, pin. yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like, like they even brew a beer for the you know everyday bowler. You know, so for the people that will show up and, you know, want to bowl, but maybe not quite ready or not, you know, they're, they're just pretty traditional in their beer drinking habits. They have even brewed like a, and I know I don't want to stray from huge on, but I mean, they, they just went that extra mile and brewed like a, just a, a really good, I guess, a lager. And uh, it's a great beer too. And I mean, I think you can only buy that at, at the bowling alley. So it's uh yeah, just a like a good story. A really You're speaking good about story. Hugh John, and they called the beer lots of Hugh John. They don't even call it the hops. But you realize that the premier of New Brunswick uh, in the 50s was Hugh John Fleming. And, and his name, he was always referred to as Hugh John. That's what all, all, all of the other ah. politicians called him on both sides of the, of the aisle. Uh, and his constituents called him Hugh John. And I think, even though it isn't spelled H-U-G-H, and you pronounce it who, um, without the G-H, Mike, but I really believe that it has some reference to Hugh John Fleming. So it would be nice to have that conversation when we go back. Uh, if any of the gentlemen are there, we get an opportunity to what the real history was in the naming of Hugh John Hobbs. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sean, Sean and I had that discussion before. I, I had no idea about that. Um, like, like I'm a, a relatively new. Like, like I'm not a, I'm not a native New Brunswicker. I'm kind of a first generation New Brunswicker. And uh, so, yeah, he, I, I think my 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 knowledge of uh, New Brunswick premiers kind of begins at Richard Hatfield. So anyone before him, I'm not really sure. Although. Um, you know, the first governor general of uh, Canada had my last name and he had a New Brunswick root. So that would be uh, Sir Francis Bond Head or something like that. So anyway, I think there's something. Yeah, head be, Hall, yeah. exactly. Head so, Hall. Yeah. 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 So that's my uh, somewhat far off unknown lineage. Anyhow. <laughs> Pitter patter, as they would I, say on letters. It's so, f- it's <laughs> it's so funny to think of Trailway being there on Main Street for me because, like, I I can remember a time when there were so few houses and so few businesses in that area that you could virtually, like, in the winter time, you could hop on your snowmobile and 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 ride to the Did brewery you? for heaven's sakes i mean that's because it wasn't well there, no that the brewery wasn't there <laughs> but i mean this is before there was even like the brookside mall yeah, i mean 
I remember when they built that and we were so amazed. We're like, oh my God, there's like a, a mall uh, just up the street from our house. How could that be? <laughs> like, it was just incredible. So, and as Main Street continued to build up and, you know, I remember when they put the cinemas there, they called them the Nashwalk Twin Cinemas. And uh, uh, down in, uh, uh, so, yes. So, do you know where Nashwalk Cis Memorial yes. School oh, oh. is? We might, we might hear from school. Alma in the future, but Alma is a, uh, a voluntary secretary there. Yes. Right. And she lives she very close to there. And, and, um, and that's very near where I, just a stone's throw from where I grew up. And um, I remember when they put those cinemas in there. I remember when yeah. they put the McDonald's in there and we were so excited. So, I mean, this is, it's just incredible to think about that whole area and how it's grown up. And uh, to me, Trailway is an enormous, enormous part of that. And uh, very, very happy for them and really excited about their beer. And, uh, you know, we do. And we are. Anything I could to to support them. We're trying, and we are. We're doing our best. And I'm gonna have another. I'm gonna have another sip of the beer here while we're talking. Because yeah, I just love this. Mm. Yeah, and you know it is bitter, but the bitterness is like so. I'm one of those people that do. You, do you remember when? sort of traditional IPAs, like when craft brewing was getting going around this area and traditional IPAs were were coming out and, and they just kept getting more and more bitter, more and more bitter. And I was not really, I don't know, like in hindsight, of course, I'd probably really like those beer now, but um, at the time, I... I I just found them too bitter and I wasn't into them. But what I love about this is you get the best of the bitterness, but it's balanced with all those other juicy, fruity aromas and flavors. And so to me, it marries everything perfectly. That's why it's my favorite because I, I just think it's the exact right balance and it's also nice that it's it's got that you know you get that uh that alcohol mm -hmm. glow from it i mean it is a strong Sorry. beer right it's 6.6 percent and that's not what you're always looking for i mean sometimes we've talked about that even in the first podcast i think about how it's nice to have beer that mm -hmm. are very low in alcohol content for certain situations but it's also nice to have this flavorful aromatic beer that has that little jolt of warming mm -hmm. alcohol to it it's there, there's something quite it's kind nice of an all-around beer well. like it's great in the winter you know you have that warming sensation like you mentioned and you know in the summer you know you Maybe instead of having two or three beer, you you have one beer, and it's you kind of have that same feel, right? Like, um, 
Yeah, no, no, I, I just, when you're talking about the kind of the evolution in New Brunswick of uh, craft beer, like the first time, it just got me thinking, the first time I thought of better craft beer was here in St. Andrews when, uh, and Jonathan, you definitely remember this, and, and Sean, you might, the the Picaroons brewed the right whale pale ale at the Algonquin in St. Andrews. And, and I would say that's probably the first by definition craft beer I ever drank and it was you know pretty straightforward beer pale ale um but I do remember it being kind of on the bitter side and and you know like it uh it it definitely like this this the Hujan hops is uh yeah it's an India pale ale I guess it's a slightly different category but it, it is smooth like it's not bitter it's it's something you can really sip at. I remember distinctly that right whale uh, brew, and we called that funny, Mike. You say that, but we called that craft beer at the time because it was a different kind of beer, different kind of taste than regular uh, multinational beers, right? You know, whether yeah, a lot of flavor. Yeah, a lot of flavor to it. It was damn bitter. Yeah. I remember it being kind of on the bitter side. Anyway, I I uh, really appreciate the, the flavor. And one comment I want to make, gentlemen, is we're at that stage of life where maybe in our early stages when you used to drink those other beers, Sean, that you were referring to earlier, we now drink for the flavor, not the effect. No question. Yeah. No question in my mind. It's all about right. Quality. It's all about yeah, quality. exactly. Right. And there was a time where the more you drank, the better you were. And probably after the first four or five, you you don't even remember what the taste was. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's it's. We are to the point. You're right. Where we don't really want to waste our time if we can help it drinking bad beer and you know I, I coming back to what we said what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast I I think a lot of why I lost my way in terms of beer was probably that I was drinking beer that wasn't that great you know it was just kind of middle of the road commercial style beer and um, uh, right. And I think Trailway, uh, in general and Hugh John hops specifically kind of woke me, woke me up and I'm and that's very good grateful. Craft beers. There's something for everyone. Eh? It's kind of like rugby. <laughs> and I wish Blake, I wish Blake Edwards was here with to joy. It's like, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because future show is Blake Edwards that, like, compares like, craft beer to rugby because if there's any oh, that on the planet be, that could do it it would be blake but but there you know blake would say blake would blake would it's argue it's funny you mentioned that michael and i and because I would craft beer there's a beer for everyone as opposed to commercial beer it's is, so funny is, you say that just beer for everyone it's so funny you say that because the the trailway has a a, a deck that you can drink on as well and and the deck uh, overlooks the yeah. It's a rugby. It's I don't rugby know what pitches. it's called, but it's like the yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the Fredericton Rugby Club or something. And the reason I know that is because 
our friend Blake Edwards, who will hopefully be a guest on future podcasts. Um, he was married there on the rugby pitch. And uh, I know that because I was at the wedding and I, I sang, uh, I, I, I played and sang a song at his wedding right there on, on the rugby pitch. And then right That's across amazing. from that is the deck of trail. I think he'd be a great so, yeah. addition. How perfect is that? <laughs> he would be. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to join us. So in future episodes, folks, we've got a lot of characters set to join us. Believe you me. Human so hour, human later. To just the beer talking. Starting a live reference for those of you that are... Uh, just, just the beer talking. Isn't that something now? <laughs> um, any... I think the beer's kicking he, in a little bit. And the, there's no question and, about and that. Why wouldn't it? The podcast goes on, the more the beer And talks. it should be. It should be the beer talking. That's how it goes. <laughs> how many places how many places have you ever gone with a group of uh, gentlemen? And, and after a few beers, it wasn't the gentlemen talking, it was the beer talking, and rightly so. <laughs> Why do you think they invented it in the first place? That's, ne- yes. that's never happened. Pardon me? No idea we're talking about. Pardon me, Michael. You're no breaking up. Talking about John. Michael. Never happened. You're breaking up. <laughs> Speak into the mic. <laughs> I am Mike. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that's Joe. all we have for this episode. Of uh, uh, if you're re- if you're relying on me to pull the plug, this, this is going to be a this is going to be a rough yep. podcast. It's gonna be a long weekend, no one just like last. Thanks for listening to Just the Beer Talking, a New Brunswick craft beer appreciation podcast. Our theme song, Long Weekend, is written by Sean Corey and performed by Tuckersfield. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.